Hello and welcome to Namaste Podcast. I'm Katie J. And we today, you and I, were chatting briefly about hair and specifically my hair journey. So currently I am doing the freeform lock thing. I am experimenting with just allowing my hair to tell me what it wants, tell me what it needs, tell me what it wants to do, and really detaching from everything that I've been taught about hair up until this point. So let me back up and really give you the full picture of our hair journey, my hair journey. So I am a black female and growing up it was always kind of known that you know I would get a perm one day getting a perm was kind of a rite of passage into womanhood and before getting a perm I would always have my hair braided and it was always braided at home Um, my mother my grandmother would section off my hair into four five six sections put those wraps with like a little balls two balls on the end of them around the base and then braid it and then put another version of those two wraps with the balls on the end of them around the base of the braid and this was how I wore my hair basically until fifth grade it was never comfortable it was never my favorite I was actually usually very frustrated with it because it didn't look like my friend's hair and all my friends were white because I grew up in suburban Austin neighborhood and so their hair was flowy and it moved with the wind and they could put it up in a ponytail and take it down if they wanted to. I remember always being kind of mesmerized by them brushing their hair and I would ask them if I could brush their hair because I never got to brush my hair. My mother would, my grandmother would, and it would always hurt. Brushing my hair, doing my hair was always a painful process and there was a lot of yanking involved and it typically involved me sitting on a pillow in between their legs watching soap opera or some TV show, sometimes Law & Order SVU, and my mom would pull at my hair and force it into those braids and that was how I wore my hair for everything that I can remember up into fifth grade. Right around fifth grade was when my mother and grandmother decided that my hair was strong enough to withstand the chemical burn of a relaxer. And a relaxer basically makes the curls calm down a little bit. So it's easy to easier to brush through, easier to tame, easier to put in rollers and curl. And after getting a relaxer, I remember my mom would, you know, you still have to do something with your hair. No one would just relax it and let it go curly, kinky, whatever. So once I finally got a relaxer, we would still put it in these big old rollers. And then the rollers would have to, you know, you'd have to put it under a hair dryer and let it sit for another hour or so and dry all the hair. And then you take the rollers out and I had these big loopy curls. And I was like, wait a second, I look like my mother. And I was, you know, I was a young girl. I didn't want to look like my mother at the time. I wanted to look like my friends. And so that's when I kind of realized that even though I had a relaxer, even though that was the next step, it still wasn't fulfilling to me. It still wasn't satisfying. I didn't feel beautiful uh, with my hair being kind of forced into the straight mode. And then all of a sudden we're going to curl it up again. It just didn't make sense to me. And I kind of longed for the ability to just do whatever I wanted with my hair. I didn't know what my natural curls looked like. I didn't know what they would do if they were on their own without a relaxer because once you get a relaxer, you have to keep 
relaxing it every six months or so because obviously roots grow out. It's kind of same thing when you dye your hair. You have to keep on going back and getting touched up. So my hair was relaxed all the time, every six months, and I never really knew what my natural curls looked like until I was broken up with for the first time in high school, and I kind of went through a little bit of a rebel phase where I was like, all right, fine, you're going to break up with me. This is an opportunity for me to really discover myself. And so I went to the salon and I had them cut back my hair as much as I was comfortable with at the time. It was still not that short. It was still, you know, kind of right above the shoulders. And I told them I wanted an afro. I said, cut my hair into an afro, Kevin. That was the name of my mom's hairdresser. He didn't quite get it afro the first time. It was actually more of a a frame than anything else, which is not what I wanted. But when I went back the second time and I was like, no, cut it again, real afro this time, shape it into a round afro. And he did. And I felt so funky fresh. I felt so adult. I felt so sophisticated. I found myself some fake glasses because my eyesight is perfect. And I put on those glasses. They had a red rim on them. And I'll share a photo on um, the Namaste podcast website for this podcast episode of me in Sevilla, Spain, when I was studying abroad the summer after my junior year in high school. And I'm wearing this cute little romper. My hair is in this short little afro. And I have these red glasses on that are totally unnecessary. And I just felt like the best version of myself. I felt like I had finally arrived into the woman that I was meant to be because I just let my hair do what it wanted. I didn't really have to brush it. I didn't have to comb it. I didn't have to force it into anything that it didn't want to do. And that afro was kind of my first exploration of my natural hair journey. So over time, I kind of let it grow out a little bit. I was a cheerleader in college and uh, my coach was pretty strict about the whole hair policy and we so I at this point in time keep in mind you guys my mom is the only one that's done my hair I don't know how to do my hair I don't know how to braid it and make it look good I don't know how to style it I don't know how to do any of that stuff because I just simply never learned and never cared to learn so when I went to my first game as a cheerleader it was actually a pep rally at UVA and the cheer captain who was black she her mom has a salon she took me under her wing and straightened my hair and styled it and it took three hours to wash blow dry straight straighten it with a flat iron then curl it you know put it in half up half down get it looking like everybody else's and it was she was like I'm never doing this again so I was the first cheerleader in all of UVA history that I'm aware of that was allowed to wear my hair naturally all I had to do was just pull it up into a half up half down and I was allowed to leave it in its natural curly state, these little tiny spiral curls. So I was super pumped about that. And there were actually, my parents came to one of the games that I was cheering at and they were sitting in one of the box seats and someone from the, you know, I think, I don't know if it was the Dean of the, you know, of African-American studies or someone who was involved with African-American department at, at UVA. And he basically was like, if they try to tell her that she has to wear her hair in any certain way ever again, you guys come find me and let me know. (laughs) And he was totally willing to advocate on my behalf and be like, absolutely not. You cannot tell this woman that she needs to change her hair in order to fit in. So I really appreciated um, 
people like that in the world who were totally down for the for being natural. And I also got a lot of praise for wearing it natural. A lot of people really liked it. A lot of um, black men were were really like, "Yeah, girl, you wear your hair naturally." You know, they were super about it, all about it. I don't really know why. Um, you know, there were quite a few women. Um, who were also black, who would be like, wow, and they always wanted to touch my afro. Um, a lot of people always wanted to touch my afro. I don't, you know, it was the time in my life when I guess it was because I was young enough and people, um, you know, it was like perky little afro on top of my head and not everyone just wanted to touch it. So I always got requests for people to touch my hair when it was worn in my cute little afro phase and then it started to grow out a little bit and um, that's kind of when I would do lighter perms on it because I I still was insecure about how it looked naturally and so even in college I was natural I was doing some minor like kitty perms on it kitty relaxers that were just meant to give it a little bit more bounce and give it a little bit more flowy of a texture whenever i moved and that kind of thing so i officially stopped perming my hair probably in i don't know 2014 2015 maybe it was probably the last time that i officially permed my hair and What I ended up doing from then on was just heavily conditioning it. So anytime I would go swimming, I would come out and I would just put in conditioner and I would leave it in. I wouldn't wash the conditioner out. So I had a lot of residual chemicals hanging out in my hair all the time. And when I was working at Bodhi Surf and Yoga in the beginning of 2018, so this is probably March, I met a woman who was one of the guests there. And she was... A professor somewhere in Southern California I can't I think some something in like botany or mushroom studies I don't know but she had lived in a van for about a year and when she lived in the van she you know kind of foraged every she not kind of she foraged everything that she ate and so she was really fascinating to me and she started telling me about a scalp cleanse that she did and how she stopped using hair products after she did the scalp cleanse so the scalp cleanse is basically you wash your scalp in the shower with uh, apple cider vinegar and then you or no sorry baking soda first so baking soda you scrub your scalp with baking soda and then you wash it with apple cider vinegar and that's it and when i was doing that i could feel the gunk caked into my scalp slowly releasing down my hairline and all along my hair and it was so liberating to kind of feel how clean the roots of my hair were now that all of that caked on conditioner and chemicals and product was slowly coming out of my hair and my and everyone was like oh your hair's gonna do crazy things when you do this and I did it for 30 days and it really just kind of looked the same right my my hair just started to take care of itself and produce the amount of oils that it needed to take care of itself, but not overproducing oils. And just so you guys know, um, most Caucasian women have really oily hair, right? They're constantly putting in um, that, that spray stuff. I can't even remember what it's called that like dry shampoo. That's what it's called to prevent their hair from looking super oily if they haven't washed it. Well, 
black women are the opposite. So we have naturally dry hair, which is why lice don't like our hair. So it's naturally dry and we usually have to add oils to it. So I have stopped doing that altogether. I don't, after doing the scalp cleanse, I don't add anything to it. I don't add oils. I don't add conditioner. I don't use shampoo. I um, just use soap occasionally. So whenever I feel like my scalp is getting itchy or it's, you know, being flaky or anything like that, then I just clean, I clean it. I scrub it with, with some natural soap, um, some Dr. Bronner's that's been watered down or just some natural soap from Whole Foods. And I just scrub my scalp, make sure all of the soap is out um, before, before allowing it to dry. So just a really thorough rinse. So I started doing this freeform lock journey back in November when I did the Be Dareful retreat with my mentor, Jen. So we went surfing every single day for five days. We skipped one day, but we still went in the ocean. Uh, We were constantly doing yoga, so my hair was up a lot and it was just really hot. And when I, I knew that my hair was going to start to tangle quite a bit and I just didn't have the patience I didn't have the time and I didn't have the energy to start detangling it so I just let it do whatever it wanted to do and I've been doing that since November 2018 and now we're in March 18th of 2019 and I went snorkeling the other day with my friend Christina and Joe and Tucker and when I came back from snorkeling my hair had shrunk about half the size it it just locked up so much because because uh, salt water will really cause your hair to to lock up. And so, just so you guys know, uh, what locking means is that when your hair is wet, it kind of drops down a little bit, and then when you dry it really fast, it kinks up and locks in on itself. So the curls literally close in on themselves and lock up into these locks. So that is what my freeform locks are doing. Anytime I get the hair, get my hair wet, go swimming, go in the ocean, take a shower, the hair drops a little bit. And then when it dries, it locks up and gets short, shorter. So that's what it's doing. It's locking up. It's doing its own thing. I'm just allowing it to do its own thing. I have slowly started to see little uh, individual locks form and get their own personalities. Some are flatter, some are rounder, some are kinky, some are curly, some are straight, and they all are kind of doing whatever they want to do. And it's really exciting. I'm back to that original afro and I have no idea what I'm going to do with my hair for these weddings that are coming up. Um, I think this journey has been really eye-opening as far as how I practice self-love and how I practice self-care and how I need to do that more because my original definition of beauty, which is forcing forcing my hair to do something it didn't want to do, is no longer in my definition. I'm no longer subscribing to that definition of beauty. I'm no longer allowing that to be a part of my existence. So, I mean, I've gotten hours and hours back on my week from not worrying about what my hair is doing. But, you know, now I'm, as I transition back into life in the US, I do anticipate facing some people who don't understand why I'm doing this to my hair and why I'm allowing, or rather why I'm not doing anything to my hair. And, um, you know, I've, I follow a few accounts on Instagram of women who are 
who have locks. And what's interesting to me is that there are quite a, there's still quite a few people that have locks that require quite a bit of maintenance, right? So they'll go back for retwists every once in a while. And again, there's no wrong or right way to do your hair. It's just whatever serves you, whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever makes you feel like the best version of yourself. That is what you what you should do with your hair. So I don't anticipate going and getting my hair twisted or anything like that. That is why I'm doing a free form journey. I want it to do whatever it wants to do. I want it to take on whatever shape it decides it wants to take and just release my attachment to how it's going to look. And I think that's where Instagram starts to get me stuck a little bit because I see all these women's hair and I'm like, wow, this is really pretty. I love how theirs turned out. This is great. But you also realize that they're all so different because just like our life journey, our hair journey is entirely different from one another. And so it's I'm trying to less and less to look at Instagram less and less when it comes to the freeform lock journey because I don't know how my hair is going to turn out. I don't know what it's going to look like a month, six months, six years from now. I might decide that I hate it and shave it all off and that's an option too. But as of right now, I'm literally just allowing it to lock up in whatever formation it wants to. And as you guys will see on Instagram, um, I just recently changed my Instagram handle to J. So check me out right on that. Um, I bet if you search Namaste podcast, I'll still, I'll still show up because I use the hashtag all the time. But yeah, this is my, this is my freeform journey. This is my reasoning behind doing the freeform journey, which is basically just taking back control over my life and over my happiness and saying, I'm not assigning happiness to others thinking that I'm beautiful. If others don't think that I'm beautiful, that's fine. That sounds like a them problem, right? I think I'm beautiful. And quite honestly, whatever they think of me is just a projection a projection of how they feel about themselves because they probably feel like they need to do a ton of stuff to themselves in order to feel beautiful. And that simply is their reality. My reality is I wake up and I'm beautiful. I woke up like this, right? Just like Beyonce says, I woke up like this. So I'm literally going to continue to be my best self and show up as my best self and be my most authentic self for you guys because that's the only time I'll be attracting those who are in my vibration, right? Or in my desired vibration. Because if I show up and try to be someone else, if I show up and try to do something to my hair, to my skin or to my nails or to my face that I don't wanna do, I'm gonna be attracting a crowd of people that are not my people, that are not my tribe, that are not my family, that are not my vibe, right? That rhymed, see what I did there? So anyway, I just wanted to give you guys that quick, recap of my hair journey it went from you know being forced into braids and being told that pain is beauty beauty is pain they're synonymous with one another and um, this is just how it's going to be to you know the freedom fro and now the freeform locks so that is my journey i'm so excited to share it with you guys i'm so excited to hear your thoughts so feel free to share them on on instagram share this um take a screenshot and share this episode on your stories i'd love to hear what your thoughts are about beauty and health and 
manifesting your best reality. Have a good one, you guys. Namaste. This episode is brought to you by Self Love Stones. These simple yet beautiful stone necklaces are handcrafted by moms, so you know there's tons of love going into these necklaces. New stones come out every month, and if you use the code NAMASTE in all lowercase at checkout, you will get 10% off of your order, and you will help support this podcast in the process. Check them out on Instagram at selflovestones and online at selflovestones.com.